Rough Talk VR. Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts D Scruffles and Stratus2k1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. We have a, a real fun one, one I'm, I'm so excited for, you know, oftentimes on the, the podcast when we're doing interviews, we're talking with developers, we're talking with, you know, we, we've talked with one person from Meta before, maybe some community managers, yeah. but this one's a, a real special one. I know you've been stoked for this. Oh yeah, today we're talking with Bradley Lynch, you know, you might know him by his YouTube handle, Sadly It's Bradley. Which is a great handle, by the way. Yeah, you you chuckled <laughs> the second the second you saw it. Sadly It's Bradley. It, it's got a nice roll off the tongue. You know, Bradley has become very known for his leaks, especially in the last year where you've gotten some, you yeah, know. I, I'm, when you were discussing him with me prior to any involvement of getting him on the show, I mean, I was probably pretty skeptical of like, like that can't be true. This can't be true. But then you laid it all out from like where he's started from to where we're at today with these, in, I won't call them leaks. I'll call them information Yeah, at it, this point. Cause it's not like rumors or anything. I'd say with your recent track record, most things seem to be true, at least at this point in it, you know, it's one thing when you're first starting out with leaks and everything like yeah, that. So but I'm excited to hear how this all started and, how we got here today. Yeah. So before we get too carried away, hyping you up and everything like that, <laughs> Bradley, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners in case they've, you know, they really don't know who, who exactly you are? Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Brad. Um, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. I, 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 I guess uh, I do YouTube. Uh, I've been doing YouTube on, or VR YouTube for about seven years now, um, but I've only been doing this weird like hardware analyst and like i guess leaker side of things for almost uh, almost a year and a half now i would say um i was very bad at it at the start i'll be completely honest i was garbage uh but uh we can talk about how those things improved and and how uh maybe why people want to talk to me and give these informations where i can spread them but yeah uh, that's pretty much what i do i i i, I see upcoming hardware as a detective game but in real life like a big arg and it's fun for me and that and i yeah that's what i do now <laughs> and you started this about a year ago yeah about like summer last year is when i wanted to start trying to see how i can do because no one really covers leaks uh for hardware in the vr scene i noticed you always see like leaks for apple devices and stuff and i was like Oh, you know, th this industry is ramping up. I wonder if I can do this for VR hardware. And um, yeah, that's what I do now. So did you literally like wake up in the morning and just be like, I want to be a leak guy? I mean, I just because I can't wrap my head around like, where do yeah. you where does one even like what's get the one? idea in their head? And then to go, well, how, how can I actually do this? How am I going to get this information? Gosh. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, I think what started this wasn't really, I, I wasn't really expecting to do it for like now I research every company's device. Right. But at the beginning I was very, uh, I'm a bit of a valve shill, I guess you could say like <laughs> I'm very big on, uh, trying to figure out what valve was working on next for their hardware ambitions for VR. Cause I've, I've always aligned with their principles and what they like to do. And I knew they're working on something. Um, and it started with me 
pretty much reading every single one of their VR patents, <laughs> literally. And uh, by doing that, I started to get an appreciation for all of the little pieces that go into VR hardware to make it good. And I got addicted to really the hardware technology side um, and really what small component in- improvements we might get over the years uh, to get maybe to a minimum viable product <laughs> better than what we have today. Um, but it wasn't until like September, a few months after I was just like kind of talking about patents and stuff that, uh, me and a friend started actually data mining the steam VR software, trying to see if we could find anything related to valve's next hardware project. And we did, we, we found a lot of stuff, um, that happened to be there for almost, almost a year, actually. It's just no one cared, you know, to data mine steam VR, um, and we found like code names to Deckard, which is like their project internally, what they call it. And Ars Technica basically put out an article saying, yeah, this Brad guy, he's not lying about this Deckard thing. Like our sources say that's a thing happening at Valve. And I think at that point, it, it, it changed from something I was doing kind of just for fun to like, oh, this is this is really fun. And like, you know, I, I can I can do this more often and make it like a a thing um and it just it just grew to other companies from valve at that point on yeah I'll, I'll admit that's when i first really started to to pay attention and notice you you know we had just kind of you know we started the podcast i was definitely a twitter noob you know i didn't, didn't really understand it <laughs> uh so I, I always kept seeing you pop up with like you know valve deckard valve deckard valve deckard i was like damn this guy really loves valve and what is this deckard thing um so you know based off of what you found so far it's looking to be a, a standalone headset is that correct I think it's complicated. So, so I did a whole video actually this week. Um, it's an hour long, <laughs> but, but it basically lays out all every single little piece that me and my kind of like a small group of data miners um, at this point now, because, you know, once you become a public figure, a lot of people who are just as passionate, you want to work together and define information with you. But um, yeah, I, I pretty much laid down this whole video, what we think it is. Obviously, it's always speculation. I mark my videos as that when it comes to like, cause things can always change, but we, we, we think there is like a standalone component to it. Um, but at the end of the day, we think valve is still kind of focused on their PC VR enthusiast crowd more than anything. And they just want to put SOCs in their headsets in the beginning to improve the PC VR experience. If that makes sense. Kind of similar to how people buy quest twos. And then just use it with virtual desktop all the time. Like that's kind of how we feel about Valve's next project. That's a smart move. I think that you could make a strong argument that the Quest 2, while it might have distracted the developmental route that developers take with, you know, which games are going to focus on. I think you can make an argument. It's also increased the PC VR fan base just because, you know, so many people do buy a a standalone headset. You know, they kind of max out which games are on there. They're like, all right, what else is there? And then they see that there's PC VR and then kind of go down that rabbit hole. So that would be a really smart uh, business move from Valve to have both, you know. Yeah, their, Valve's PC market is... Come on, know. that's Steam, baby. They yeah. Valve's I mean, OGs right there. Oh, my Steam code is so and, old. <laughs> and I think the short term is, like, the focus on the enthusiast, but over the long term, as, like, chips get better and lower power. I mean, they've made so many comments about how they would love to put, like, an, an APU that they put in Steam Deck inside of a headset. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're a company that has less than 400 employees. So I think there's some like steps they got to take slowly over time to first build the ecosystem of their operating system 
like uh, the Steam Decks are really their first big custom built operating system for something that they've made. Um, and I think over time again, like they 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 partner with AMD, they're they're gonna they're gonna keep getting to that goal of where they can have a headset that can run every Steam VR game at one point completely on the head. But yeah. yeah, admittingly, I've been very intrigued by the Steam Deck for quite some time. That sounds like it looks like a really big step up in portable handheld gaming. You know that and the Switch. It's like wow, this past year has been it's been good with with you know standalone gaming. So. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll hop right into it. I've been, you know, seeing the the rumors of this for a little over a year now. Do you do you have any idea of when you you know you think the headset might drop, or is it still kind of like the Apple VR headset? It's it's coming. It's there. You just don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think comparing it to the <clears throat> Apple VR headset is the most. Yeah, I think that's a safer goal. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, Valve's like kind of. Yeah, you know, so so I would say the Valve, like following the Valve hardware stuff, is like my my passionate project of all this like leak stuff. Um, but when it comes when when I compare Valve to like Apple or Meta or even Pico now, the supply chain doesn't care about Valve, so it's hard to like figure out ever if they're ordering components because they're not even even if they do start going to mass production, they're not going to be ordering. Uh, the, the quantities like a company like meta is going to do. So it's, it's way harder to pinpoint um, like just those things. And, and, and again, like there's only 400 employees mm-hmm. as well. So like if you, if even one of them uh, does start leaking information to me of like release dates and stuff, it's going to be a lot more obvious than someone <laughs> like at meta, for example, <laughs> leaking stuff. So yeah, I never, I never guessed valve time basically. Is, is it kind of like valve is the big passion and then the meta ones kind of get the clicks on the website <laughs> i i mean yeah i mean i actually think most of my community want me to leak valve stuff more um honestly uh i i begrudgingly leak meta stuff because <laughs> people appreciate i should say people appreciate my passion and like um there's a lot of effort not just like trying to leak something but like i really put an effort into understanding the technology and explaining how these things work. Um, and I, I notice a lot of people who are in the engineering mindset for VR, they always like following my channel anyway, because I'll, uh, you know, someone might leak like, like let's say someone leaks cat images to just some random other VR YouTuber. They're not gonna be able to explain all the technologies going on in like a cat image uh, very well. So I, I think there's a little bit of a appreciation there um, and why people might want to come to me more in that regard, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that makes total sense. It's also a little bit like a snowball when you're nobody, you know, somebody who wants to leak, they don't know who to go to, but it's like WikiLeaks, you know, WikiLeaks starts to get <laughs> some traction. All of a sudden, everybody's going to to them. To, now they have a spot to drop it. So it also starts to become that, that, you know, maybe two years ago, somebody would want to leak stuff, but how do I do it? Now it's like, oh, well... I know that guy's not going to give my name out or anything like that. I guess I'll go yeah, to Bradley. If the credibility of the leaks, you know, the accuracy is more often than not mm-hmm. correct. Then yeah, I could see people being like, you know what? This works for all parties involved at this point. It's it's not even so much a leak as it is almost a marketing strategy from a, a corporate sense is mm-hmm. how I see it. Well, and something I get a, a big appreciation for how you do it. It's not just sources and stuff like that. It's what you referenced before going through the patents and also, hey, they just dropped a software update. Let me see if the name Deckard comes up anywhere, anything like that. Um, so, you know, you, 
I've referenced it before. You kind of referenced it in the beginning. It's it's a little bit of a learning experience how to leak. You know, you improve with it over time. Uh, what were some of the, I guess, trials and tribulations that you went through in starting this journey? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was definitely not like I, other than the Decker thing. I like I, I kind of try to branch out too fast, too early, um, and it it it, it kind of hurt me uh, back then. I, I would say I've made up for it since then, but uh, definitely finding those sources and being able to vet sources is like the hardest thing probably if you want to become a, a leaker i guess because um you know really when you when you when you get information from someone uh and you're just starting out it, it's hard you don't have like a like a multiple amount of people to cross-reference something with and there's always people that will try to feed you like even now there will always be people that try to feed you fake leaks all the time um and that's 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 probably one of the hardest things for new people to deal with that don't have a multitude of people to cross-reference with. So yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest challenge. Um, I, I I do agree with what you're saying is like, it kind of becomes like a, like a snowball rolling down a hill where, you know, you, 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 once you start becoming more credible, more people will start coming out to you. And that's definitely how it has been for me. It's to the point where if like, I can kind of like poke comments uh, in my videos, I'll be like, I don't know why they're doing this. I'll, I'll say that in my video. And then all of a sudden I'll get an email that day from like five different people. Like this is what we heard. This is, this is, this is what is actually going on. So like it, it's, it's gotten way easier for me in that regard. Yeah. It how's uh, from the feedback of, I guess the consumer or the keyboard warrior, however you want to <laughs> look at it, depending, is it been like 50, 50 or like 70% more positive or, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some level of toxicity involved with, you know, posting info. I I think, uh, okay, well, I'll say after MetaConnect, the toxicity has almost gone down to zero, uh, I would say. It's gotten way better. Uh, it, there was a point, like, like, probably this whole year, I wouldn't even be able to go on Reddit um, <laughs> if I made a video because... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe someone who's a fan of me would just re- would be like, "Oh, well, Brad said this in his latest video," and that and that person would get like a billion comments saying, "Saying, oh, that Brad guy's a liar, a, like a terrible person, or whatever." Um, and so I, I wouldn't even be able to go on Reddit for VR stuff anymore for, for a while. But it's gotten it's kind of like flipped actually, where people saw the Quest Pro stuff and like you know uh, the credibility is there. I would say the, the most pushback I get at this point for leaking stuff is from, I, I think, uh, people who rely on the hype cycle in this industry don't like me kind of <laughs> leaking stuff and ruining that hype cycle. I'm not, I'm not going to say like which group of people there are, but yeah. I've started to hear like complaints, like, Man, I just signed an embargo with this company, but this Brad guy didn't, and he's already leaking all my my my, my you know my hype fueled stuff, you know. So, <laughs> well, I mean, one could also argue you don't actually have to click on anything to read it and get upset about it. So, part of the onus is on the individual to well, and- like I've self centered for for games we've reviewed because I didn't want to read any pre existing comments for it. I didn't want to see screenshots of it. Well, and that complaint is rooted in like jealousy in the end because you're like, oh, I'm upset because I couldn't be the first one to get the clicks for that claim. And he beat me to it. You know, I'm I'm starting to 
to get an appreciation for i i thought like leaks just really consisted of you know like hey, letter under the door email or just a phone call pigeon comes flying into the, the window i didn't <laughs> expect to like think that the level you know data mining for info or having to really start you know ground up learning all the different features of the technology so when you hear something you know what to look for or well, how much chips a company might be ordering you know to me that's what separates bradley from a lot of the the other people and especially at this point in time separates you from maybe when you first started it's really analytical stuff it's not just hey mm-hmm. somebody told me who i can't tell you who it's like really like hey if you want to go in there and look at the the code yourself there it is it says it, it right it's yeah so super- there's obviously a, a lengthy amount of process and work going on and yeah it, it, i'll admit you know 15 minutes ago had zero appreciation for because i thought <laughs> this was a totally different situation yeah i'll I'll say your your meta quest pro leaks is what i think will go down you know five years from now that's what solidified you i think just about everything that you had said over the course of like three or four months ended up being true maybe even longer ended up being true the the one thing that didn't carry over at one point i think you were saying that they weren't going to ship with controllers but perhaps that was something that they were actually playing with and then the removal of the depth sensor which it does seem like it was there and I love the reasoning that you you said that you might have found out of why it was removed. Yeah, I I I I tried to ask multiple people about that because I was dying to find out. Like that was the most hilarious thing. Like that was one of those things when someone told me, it was just like so crazy when I was hearing. It. I was like, it, I, I got to ask everyone, but I couldn't get like clear answers. It's um, believable to me. It's like Omega rumor when I tweeted that. <laughs> For anybody but, um, who, who didn't see that, I think you had said that you had you had possibly heard from somebody that there was some privacy issues with the ability to see through clothes with the past with that depth sensor. But to my knowledge, I don't think that's the first piece of technology that's ever had that issue either. Like it's something that it's it's plausible. Well, well, basically, what the depth sensor was for people who weren't like and and by the way, there there I think Upload VR recently did an article um, that even Mark Zuckerberg a few months ago said that there was going to be this in the the headset when it released so it's not that i think this is the best example of how like products can change like a last minute this was like literally a last minute change but um anyway back to that thing like uh the depth sensor was more so like a like a laser uh going into a men's mirror men's mirror and bouncing it to make an ir projection laser-based ir projection in like a room and like everything in front of the headset uh, which those black and white IR based cameras would be able to see the contours of everything way better. So, and we already saw um, like smartphones with like very sensitive IR cameras already kind of see through thin clothes. So if you like have a, a laser based IR projector match with a camera like that already, it probably would, I would speculate do some things like that, but I, I am so disappointed, by the way, that they removed that. Like, I think that would have been, like, the most... Defi- like, I'm I'm not even mad that that was not, like... I'm not even mad from a prediction perspective that was not in there. I'm mad from, like... I, I can't I can't believe they're releasing a mixed reality device without it. And it's, and whatever. <laughs> I can get a whole rant about that. But, yeah. Well, if anyone's ever flown in or walked through an airport in the past 10 years, you've gone through scanners that can see... Oh yeah, dude. Far th- this better sounds... than you know any any Quest headset's going to see through your clothes. And do you think that? Uh, do you think if it did have the depth sensor, we'd see a higher price tag, or do you think it? You know that would still be because the fifteen hundred is pretty. I mean, I get it; it's an enterprise headset, but it's it's definitely it's a premium. It's definitely a premium price tag. Yeah, uh, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the timeline about this price thing. So okay, no, I was told the price before I was told that they had to change the device at the last minute. So this price tag we see today, they were already kind of keeping that mm-hmm. in, in in mind. So the fact they removed it and kept the price is another little like. Uh, maybe that's why you know mark mark zuckerberg made some comments saying that they're not making any hardware money on this hardware he is lying like he is such a dirty liar for saying that um (laughs) i i know the i know the price of the full kit just to like build and mass produce no (laughs) it's it's so opposite (laughs) yeah maybe if he's counting like you know research and development costs into it then you could maybe well r&d shouldn't be part of but you know do you think that they were that that even applies for the Quest Two, which you know a lot of people speculate speculated was subsidized, or do you think that that's only for the Quest Pro? I think when uh, the Quest Two was at three hundred dollars, it was like the bill of materials wasn't exactly three hundred dollars, but like when you start adding all the other stuff up, then shipping, yeah, are, transportation, and yeah, then the, then then you are um, starting to get a, a huge loss just from that, but. We're talking about like, gosh, a, a price disparity of maybe a hundred dollars. Um, from what I heard from the supply chain and everything else that I heard from this person, the supply chain has been right so far. Uh, there, the full kit cost about seven hundred and fifty dollars to build the full kit, so they're selling it at almost double um, that, that 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 cost to build. Which is way different than like what the Quest Two ever was, even at three hundred, even at four hundred. By the way, just just to comment, I just want to talk talk about the Quest Two um, <laughs> price range uh, raise because they, they they also said that they raised the price because of the uh, you know like supply chain issues and stuff. Well, a lot of those components have actually gotten cheaper over years, especially the SOC. Um, and it was really funny when Carmack basically said one of the main reasons they increased the price was people were not buying content on their store. They were either buying using only they were buying a cheap Quest Two to either play all the free games or like plugging in the Steam VR. It's just like you can't listen to these executives. You know they're they're trying to sell you. They're trying to grip you guys. Like I'm just, <laughs> I swear to God, it drives me nuts every time when you like have this these people whispering in your ears and telling you like the full truth, and then you you you, you see these people go on stage and be like. We're an open platform, not making any money on this fifteen hundred dollar headset. <laughs> Just double, and that seven fifty price range kind of sounds a little bit believable with you know the Pico Pro, the mm-hmm. Pico Four Pro that they just announced is eight hundred. Eight hundred. So, yeah. uh, you know, that sounds believable, especially because the the Pico Four Pro is, seems very similar to the Quest Pro. Yeah, I will say, like from. Like the Pico Four Pro is very similar to Pico Four in terms of like all the components and how they're building it, and I will say the Quest Pro like is considerably more expensive to build than the uh, the Pico Four Pro even. Um, but yeah, at least they're not. I mean, I I don't think anyone at Pico is pretending that they're not making a profit on that enterprise model. You know, so that, that's where my a lot of my issues come from. Really, is just like. You know, this, this, this constant, like, I don't, I don't want to get more into it. I <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I get what you're saying, though. Well, I can imagine once you're in the weeds of it. So, and you see so the- then the question is, what would have been the real fairest price for the the Quest Pro? Like $1,999.99? <laughs> 
I think if it kept the death sensor, I would have been totally okay with the $1,500 because it would have improved the entire product way more. Um, because I, I kept, I kept hearing from people like they were saying like it, the scene understanding and like the hand tracking was amazing with it installed and going back to the thing, the source that told me that they would sell the controllers separate, very good source. That's all I can say. So that was definitely something that they were going to do at one point. Um, and, and, uh, that was before they removed the depth sensor and the depth. One of the things that even Mark Zuckerberg said about the depth sensor was it was going to improve the hand tracking quality immensely. So when you think of it from a strategic standpoint where they could have sold just the HMD for like a hand tracking only version cheaper, um, would have been easier for consumers to buy on and then maybe upgrade to controllers for both quest two and quest pro. You can see why they were thinking about it at one time. And then they decide, oh, let's cut the desk sensor, and it's not going to have good hand tracking anymore. Well, <laughs> then, then you can't do that. It ruins that strategy plan. It it definitely does sound like a little last minute uh, scrambled eggs. You know, pick up the the pieces that are falling. Like, all right, let's yeah. get this shit out. Feeling with that release with the the removal of the depth sensor, or maybe the concern of the the possible yeah. litigation from somebody being offended by a well, I know you camera know. in their house seeing them better. I, I mean, I don't. Meta to me, it's fallen on deaf ears. It's like I would have preferred it, obviously. Yeah, Meta doesn't have the best reputation. Example, if Google pumps out a phone and it accidentally has that feature, I think they're going to be able to brush away the scandal. Yeah, like they've, you know, shit happens. Phones have exploded on planes Facebook and people are like, it. all right, when's the next one coming out? You know, Meta pulls that shit. They'll be labeled as domestic terrorists. So I also think it's that they understood their reputation. Yeah. And, you know, the market. It's just unfortunate because the consumer at yeah. the end of the day suffers. So. Mm hmm. I agree with that. And I also think um, this market's still very not mainstream. So if like a expensive pair of uh, VR um, goggles, whatever you want to call it, comes out and it comes from the company is spending $3 billion per mm-hmm. quarter and it ends up being a perv device, it's going to be damaging the whole industry if that happens. You know, like honestly, like everyone's going to look at future headsets from all companies and they'll mm-hmm. be like, Oh, another perv device is coming out. Great, you know, like, well, like, like Google Glass when that was like, remember that was a whole there was a whole ordeal with Google Glass and like the yep. glass holes and stuff. Um, that put back the AR stuff for years because just from the the, the crazy uh, media madness frenzy from that. Now, now, pretty much products have come out that's even more invasive than <laughs> Google Glass, and people are like, eh. So yeah, I know it's, 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 it's strange. Very how... important to keep an eye on those things. 10 years ago, the reaction would have been a lot different than, but you can, I, I do get, I guess, where Meta's coming from with the, yeah, I, it's I just, just not worth it. I think they know their role in not the yet. industry. I and, think in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Google Glass was definitely way ahead of its time. I've long said that. It's like, man, if that were to drop today, it's, it's the it Facebook was, Ray-Bans. Yeah, but it was creepy. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. It was creepy because it was. But what's yeah. the difference? You know, you're, yeah. I mean, that was I, also a time where like walking around. You know, no, not everyone was sitting there recording everything. Well, I think time, that's so. why it was ahead of its time. If that drops, you know, today, like other AR glasses are, we're already used to people walking around, you know, fights involved with doing, those glasses, you know, too. doing some, some. I think the biggest conflict with them these days would be like those comedy and music shows that don't allow you, you know, you have to put your phone in a bag so you don't record. That yeah, would probably be. Glasses. Yeah, that's probably the biggest logistic. You'd be like, no, bro, these aren't a cell phone. You know, these are regular glasses. I need them to see. Yeah, but they were pretty pervy back (laughs) in the day. Well, at least with a Quest Pro, too, it's like it's pretty obvious if somebody's walking around outside trying to look at people. 
like going into a clothing store. Dude, you see somebody walk into a clothing store with a headset on, you know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, there's only one reason you're walking in here like that. <laughs> totally oh, that's, agree. that's funny. Uh, just to kind of jump around a little bit, though, because you mentioned that you had been YouTubing about VR for the past six years, but you just only really did this the past, you know, year or so. Uh, what was thing, you know, what were you kind of up to back then, you know, and what was your, I guess, popularity versus where it's at now? Uh, I've done a ton of different types of content on YouTube. Um, I started out like, you know, the normal, let's, you know, back when no one had a VR headset, it made sense to do like Let's Play content, I think, back then, because there'd be so many people that couldn't buy an $800 headset and then PC, and there were some cool games. I mean, still, some of those games that came out the first year of VR are like some of the staples today, and people were very interested in uh, just seeing gameplay of that. But I got very bored of doing that <laughs> from, from like a creator perspective, honestly. Um I, I started branching out. I did a lot of different other stuff. Um, I did like, I did, there was, there was a time I was doing like esports for VR. I thought that was fun. Um, when the Half-Life Alex came out, I got very interested in doing uh, like, like map design, level design for that. Um, that was like a good half a year of uh, my life. And then I got into the hardware stuff. And I, I think, I think, uh, one thing I've, you know, I, 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 again, I've been doing YouTube, I feel like for so long at this point, especially in this like tiny industry that's only been around for, or maybe resurged for maybe 10 years. Uh, and, and this hardware stuff is probably the only time I feel like I've had fun making videos for a long consecutive period of time. Like all that other stuff, I, I had fun, but I would get tired of it or bored and just not enjoying the, the audience uh, audience discussions or whatever so yeah i just been everywhere <laughs> what well, it seems the the weak side that you're on now would challenge ones you know it's going to flex your mind a lot more than just you know let me play some games and put content out versus you know there's a new technology i need to understand how how is this going to come into play where's yep. it coming from who's sending it so it seems like there's passion you can hear the passion in it yeah it's like oh, i hear what they're saying versus what i know you know you can you can it's hear the genuine animal. frustration you know totally different animal so i can i can see that based on what i'm hearing about you already that yeah i could see you getting bored real easy doing that one thing over and over versus like tomorrow you could wake up and you're gonna find out there's a whole bunch of new shit coming or yeah the steam os updates and now oh shit yeah. time to time to go skim they are my favorite times. Like every time, like oh, I go, I go crazy. Um, and I think there's also like a weird, you know, yeah. Obviously, I will make a video every time I could get a big leak. Like, like it, it's that's inevitable, right? Um, but I think there's a misconception of. So I just released an hour long video. Most people are not going to watch an hour long video. Um, and the reason it's hour long is because I want to put a lot of care and I'm not really targeting the mainstream with my stuff because there's two things I realize. One, my type of content uh, isn't exactly mainstream. So it's not going to give me the huge success that people think I'm getting automatically. And because it's leaks, I ended up I end up burning all bridges with companies that will send me free stuff. So I'm actually kind of hurting myself in a way, even though like, yeah, some of my videos will do well. Um, but the people who re-report my videos uh, in like a quick format, um, which I'm totally happy. Like that's, you know, I, I, I like 
I'm fine with it. <laughs> They'll end up getting way more views than me and still keep the bridges. Um, then there's also the other aspect of doing this, as you guys were kind of alluding to, has made me more cynical about this industry more than probably most YouTubers <laughs> in general. Because, because I talk to so many people in the industry that are like... Mm. <laughs> I disagree with that. Yeah, I've become so cynical to the point where maybe it's it's not good for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's also like like I, I, I since I'm already doing leaks and stuff, I want to try to um. Th- 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 this industry has run on like insane hype cycles for so long, and all those hype cycles have never panned out. I think I think they've actually been damaging in a lot of ways. Um, like I, I can go back to when, I mean every every Oculus Connect you'd have a rash on stage and he'd be like, Oh, next year we're going to have eye tracked Vera focal and all this garbage, you know, like in our, our headsets in a couple of years. Well, it's, it's been seven years since he said that. And we, 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 we still have the same resolution displays from a headset released three years ago in a $1,500, four times the price product. So it's like, yeah, the cynicism, um, I'm glad I'm cynical, but it's also like, Oh, I get it. It's it's one of those things where sometimes you're so deep in the forest, all you walk around and all you see is trees, you know? It's like it it, it can be tough when you're that in the weeds. Well, and there's also, I mean, I think there's a dark side. I won't maybe not a dark side, but there's a reality to every industry. Yeah, that how's exists, the sausage and it's made? It's not all Yeah, exactly. The end product is not, you know, it's all prettied up and all that, but doesn't mean the whole process, you know, there isn't something going on in between. So, anything that's a business in the end makes money mm-hmm. whether it's food whatever you know your favorite restaurant there so I, I can appreciate the more you know necessarily doesn't make you the, the, the happiest 100 percent not especially if you know you see something just you know said publicly that you go well that's not that's not at all what happened i just talked to the guy's cousin last week you know he didn't <laughs> tell me that painful. that's funny it's, it's it's painful because you also communicate with people like you fight with people all the time. Like, you know, I remember I, I gave the $1,500 price point, like, what was that J- July, like four months before they actually would confirm it or whatever. And I, I like, people would just message me out of nowhere. I, I have comments on my YouTube videos. Like, how dare you say this, this rumor, you, all the YouTubers are just blindly saying $1,500 or whatever. It's like I had to fight with these people who probably spend one minute a day in VR, <laughs> possibly. Um, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's it, you know it's it's got its downsides, but I I think for the most part it's still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it know. also makes me more critical of Meta. I think when they release a product because again, like you see them spending three billion per quarter, uh, and they release a product that is expensive and they lie about how expensive it really is and how a lot of the features are half baked on release and how they're not creating first party software for it. it's like, where is that money going? Um, and then you ask around where that money's going. You're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to take a word from our sponsors, you know, help keep the lights on and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Fall is in the air. And our friends at Vincero Collective has sponsored this episode to make sure all of our listeners are accessorizing their autumn outfits with premium watches, jewelry, sunglasses, and more. Their top-tier designs make sure you look class while you save some cash. Other watchmakers have insane markups, so that's where Vincero steps in. You can have the looks of a premium lifestyle without breaking the bank. 
For a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive code ROUGHTALKVR at VinceroCollective.com. I love the high-quality feel and fashionable look that Vincero Collective brings without breaking the bank. Vincero Collective designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches so the quality is at the highest standard. Whether you have a work meeting or a nice date planned, a high-quality watch can make a great impression. Vincero offers many attractive designs for the modern individual. In addition to watches, Vincero just launched their commuter bag. This is the ultimate travel bag specifically designed for someone who likes to look good while traveling. This product is made of 100% recycled nylon material, so it is lightweight and you can support a sustainable cause. Vincero Collective also offers iconic sunglass styles with polarized lenses and 100% UV protection. You can block out the sun with style. Feeling confident? Add on to your look with their essential yet sophisticated necklaces and bracelets for both you and for her. And with holidays sneaking up, this is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. Buy it before they sell out. But you don't have to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, they have been named GQ's go-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with the code ROUGHTALKVR at VinceroCollective.com. Support our show and use code ROUGHTALKVR at V-I-N. C-E-R-O collective.com. Accessorize your life at an exceptional price with Vincero. Today's episode is sponsored by True Classic. Guys, let's get real for a second. Your significant other will be way less upset about your gaming streak if you're looking fine as hell while you play. Finding that perfect fitting t-shirt can be a terrible experience. The thing is either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or is just plain big and boxy. Luckily, True Classic makes quality clothing for every guy. Whether you're on VR, PC, Xbox, PS5, or yes, even the Wii, they've made finding that perfect fit easy with their formula. A closer fit in the arms and chest to show off your muscles. We know you're getting a workout while gaming. Let those toned arms shine. Plus, they leave wiggle room in the torso to keep things cozy. All of their styles are super soft, and it's a great price for what you're getting. So guys, no excuses. Don't be a noob. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know that you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time only, get 20% off with the code ROUGHTALKVR at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on a certain body type. Think skinny models with six-packs or de-scruffles over here. But most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. And there's nothing wrong with that. My dudes, it's simple. You are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classics tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. You can throw on that True Classic with confidence, knowing they've got your bases covered. True Classic is much more than just a t-shirt company. They have all the menswear staples you could need, from polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs that'll keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. And for any of the big boys out there, they have tall sizing and up to triple XL on all their staple colors. True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating the places the eye goes to first. Wink, wink. Whether you have abs or a delicious, soft, creamy center, their clothes look great on all body types. Skinny guys, big guys, buff guys, gaming guys, True Classic has you covered. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code word ROUGHTALKVR. 
Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. True classic. When you look good, you feel good. Hey, I wish they'd send us a Quest Pro, but uh, I haven't burnt any bridges, but I don't think we're getting getting stuff either. And to be honest, yeah. I don't think most people, uh, most YouTubers are. No, not for, uh, not with that price tag. But I mean, realistically. You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if they were really going to sell it for 1000 until you said it was going to be 1500 <laughs> They were fine. like, you know what? The overall reaction to this wasn't is proving the, the analytics are showing <laughs> that people are actually accepting of this price tag. Right. That'd be some funny shit. And I, you know, as you're getting bigger now, I think where you are now, a, you know, today is much bigger than a year ago. The reality is at some point in time, I think everybody who starts to get big, just you can't, you can't read the comments. The more views you get, the more little 12 year old haters you'll get too. It can be mentally, you know, a challenge on anybody mentally. Yeah. The, re- the reality is, and, and I'll, I'll say in my opinion, uh, the, the Quest Pro leaks solidified you. So it's like, mm-hmm. if, it's kind of hard to talk shit now at this point. If you say, hey, the Quest 3 is going to be, you know, $599, it's probably going to be $599 in my opinion. You know, if that was the first claim you had ever made, that's different. But no, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit the credibility is there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the, the progression when you're showing me shit. And then we've so, had discussions about some of these things. And so I think at a cert- it's obviously easy for me to say and versus you do. I think at a certain point, you just have to hit delete, gone, fuck the hater. They're not worth the, the mental effort because there, there's, there's going to be more of them. But you just got to eventually tune that out. Right. Yeah. It, it's true. Um, I, I mean, I kind of I, I, I kind of nitpicked like some of the things like you know, that was before, again, like the, the Meta Connect stuff, the recent one. But um, I, 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 I am actually pretty happy with my um, like videos. Again, my community, I guess, um, and my comment sections, they are very different than when I was doing Let's Play content, for example, you know, like. It, it, that's another like feel good moment. You know, you, you go into detail about the engineering principles of why this hardware choice was made and you're going to get a lot of engineers themselves going in your comments section and writing research papers and you can read them and, and enjoy them. And like, I, I, I shouldn't complain too much because I, I, I'm still at the point where like a lot of people, again, my, my content's so weird that uh, it gets, it gets a lot of high quality comments still. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> So I get a good question. Where do you, where do you see, I mean, no one can, where do you hope to be in the future with this? I mean, you're on to something. Um, obviously you could branch out into different directions if you wanted. I mean, do you envision having a whole team working with you someday doing this from all companies or what, what's Bradley see as his future? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should plan that, but I never did. <laughs> uh, I honestly, like I'm, I'm always living like every day. Um, like right now I'm working on like, it's still just me. And I, I can't imagine there's a part of me that can't imagine working with a team doing this because um, maybe when I start getting old and I can't stay up late to talk to people in Asia all the time or something. But like right now I'm because the industry is still small. I'm pretty comfortable with how things are going. Um, maybe if the industry does explode overnight, I will need to expand this to be like a whole analyst group of people. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think right now it's just like, I, I, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing by myself because it gives me the most freedom, you know, just to do the way the things, the way I do it. Mm-hmm. So. so as, as bad as burning bridges can be, 
uh sometimes there's pluses to it it's like you have no in the long term yeah, yeah you're completely independent and in the end like you said everybody who even if they're not burning the bridges themselves the new sites the other the other people they'll go make the short form content based off of what you say anyway so you know people can hate but they'll go try to get clicks off of it too so what can you do <laughs> yeah i what you just said, I couldn't agree with more. <laughs> the same, the same people that really don't like me uh, leaking and ruining embargoes are the same people that will report on my leaks. So. Yeah, they'll have a video out that it's fifteen. Oh, you know they're waiting because they they know for a fact that it's going to get some some attention. So yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're in a, a weird niche as well within, I guess, a niche of VR itself because we're more of a podcast. I mean, you mentioned you did a one hour video. I'm sure it's probably not your most popular video podcasting in general, unless you're like a famous stand up comedian going into it, you know, or somebody with like a, an athlete, you know, a big falling Jake Paul. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to get a bunch of views on YouTube versus like, you know, a standard RSS feed. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you, YouTube's an interesting beast, especially for any long form content. You know, we, we run into that a lot. And geez, even sometimes uploading a one hour video is, is a lot of fun uh, just in wait time and stuff like that. Um, but you had mentioned that you're pretty cynical with meta and stuff like that at this point. Uh, just out of curiosity, what's your overall view on, I guess, the state of the industry with, you know, Valve doing their their Deckard project, Apple somewhere in the shadows. Allegedly. Allegedly. We have meta, you know, Pico's, Pico's trying to like Kool-Aid man hop into the market, just <laughs> freaking burst through the the wall like I'm, we're here. Uh, how do you feel about everything? You know, I, I know you mentioned you're cynical, but what's your thought with all these companies coming up and just overall the the way things are looking right now? Um, I think we're actually like, have you heard of the trial of disillusionment ever? Mm, no, but I'd be very intrigued to hear. So basically, there, there's this, there's this like, it's it's kind of like Moore's law, how it's like a un, like everyone knows like about it, but it's just like. You hope that you're not part of it. Um, it's like this 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 graph that shows maximum hype for for a new technology, and then it just like goes, and either it just dies forever, or then like slopes back up and starts becoming like halfway and more productive and useful. I think we're almost to that. Uh, we're past that trial. They call it the, the trial of disillusionment. I think we're getting to a place where we're we're we're, we're mostly past all these like crazy VR is going to change everything right away sort of things and we're, we're starting to get more useful use cases and like adding more things to make it in a better place and, and I think that's why you're, you're hearing a lot of companies hop out of nowhere because you know I know people are like so tired of hearing about new hardware because they think we need new software but the truth is a lot of these companies are hopping in because the hardware has progressed to the point where they think they can hop in and create something that's useful. And then the software will flow in. We never really had that fully. Um, even with the quest Two, there's still some kinks where even though it's sold a lot of units, there was a huge problem with people buying it and throwing it in their closet. Um, I think right now in the next couple years, it's, we're getting to a more healthy state overall in the industry. Um, and meta might not be at the forefront of it. Uh, honestly, like I, I really like they're spending a lot of money. Yeah. And, and like, I'm so happy that they gave a lot of developers a coasting 
platform to make money on. Like that's probably the, the best thing they've done. But uh, I, I, I really feel they have pivoted so strongly because they do see the, the, like the short term and these companies getting more interested because of where the, the way hardware is. Um, I, I think we're in a bright place, honestly, a l- little bit more brighter. And then that comes from a very cynical person. <laughs> um, yeah. No, oh, that's that's awesome. I think that's it, a good answer then. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's kind of like the virtual wars starting, not actual wars, and not that's going to be super anti-competitive or anything like that. But it's definitely, I think, we're seeing the point where a lot of different companies are seeing the value. So I think the next, you know, five years are going to be, they're going to be interesting. It's going to be a constant race of this. This company releases this, and then with these innovations, but then out of nowhere, boom, this company comes up and they're releasing the same thing but cheaper. So it's it's going to get fun. And, you know, we have HTC seemingly teasing something that nobody really knows if it's going to be anything, mm. anything good. But they're 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 teasing that they it's have a, a standalone. Tease, though. Yeah, they're, they seem to be hyping. So things things are definitely getting uh, spicy, to say the least. Yeah, the, the HTC headset. Uh, pretty much what Vive Flow should have been, honestly. Um, I won't go into it, but like here, but. <sighs> You know, HTC is a small player. I, I think their hardware concept they have going on is like way better than all their other non-Valve stuff for the consumer in the past few years. But I still worry from a platform and like they're just so small compared to these giants entering. I, I don't know how they might they may compete in the long term. But I, I do think people are going to be pleasantly surprised about the concept they're releasing soon. Um Sounds like you've you've heard. I know you said you you won't go into it too much here or anything like that, but it sounds like you've heard some whispers about it. I am literally, yeah. I I, I probably what was the date. I'm waiting for a. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, I I worked with, together with a 3D modeler to make a render uh, of the Quest Pro, like back in March or something, based on like images I've seen of a device um, that would end up being the Quest Pro, right? I'm doing that again with the HTC device. So hopefully in two weeks, I'll be able to do a huge video about that. So. Ooh, that's I'm, fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for that. So if anybody's listening and they've been, you know, you want to listen, you you want to know about that HTC Vive? I want to know when H- Pico's coming to North America. So yeah, really that's know. a big, that's a big question mark. Um, so I think the most exciting thing to happen, not even related to HTC. Well, I mean, okay, maybe kind of related to HTC, but inadvertently is, you know, there's, there's going to be a new generation of, uh, Qualcomm chip very soon. I think that's like another one of those things that makes companies want to hop in uh, and try to compete more. Um, especially since Quest Pro released with a basically spit shined XR2 Gen <laughs> One. So and then didn't yeah. Pico Four Pro say that they're going to have that same one too? Right after Metaset, we're the first headset with it. I don't think Pico Four Pro is getting it. Um, the only other headset I know that's getting that chip is a Lenovo mixed reality headset for executive purposes. I, I, I don't think people for pros getting it. Yeah. Lenovo seems like they're in a weird spot with <laughs> VR, but Lenovo's kind of like that with every like niche they go into with all their hardware. They're just, a, they're an interesting, yeah. interesting company. Um, so I'm guessing you use a, a valve index. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I I begrudgingly use it because you know you, you go to a lot of these technology shows and you see what's coming 
in like a couple years, you, you get to try on some things that you can't talk about. So when you come back home, you realize <laughs> you can't buy that prototype. You're like, God, I really hate, I really hate this thing. I just please yeah. get this thing out and market, you know? But yeah, I do still use the, the index daily. It's just hard knowing what's coming in the future. It's painful. <laughs> it's so painful, man. Oh God. Like it took so long even to get the pancake stuff coming out this year. And people mm-hmm. are like, I was talking about pancake like early last year all the time. And now we're starting to get products with it. And people are like, oh, that's great. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting. So until you start seeing micro OLED in like high volumes and stuff, it's going to be crazy. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's definitely relieving to leave this conversation and go, you know, I'm not the anti meta guy. I'm not really anti or pro any company. I just want to yeah. see the industry grow. But it's good to talk to you and have your, you know, your your thought on it. Be like, hey, look, we're hitting a very exciting spot in the industry. So it's, I don't know, good times coming definitely. Well, yeah, it's only going to get better. And um, something I have to ask, you know, before we we let you go or anything like that, I just I'd love to ask every guest who's on here because sometimes we've we've gotten some good game suggestions out of it too. Uh, but for you, for somebody who's actually been in VR for quite a while, what was your first ever VR experience? Yeah, so uh, my first ever, so <laughs> this is what started it. Um, it might explain why I'm a bit of a vow shill when it comes to VR. But uh, back in 2015, Valve partnered with IGN to run a contest where if you submitted a VR game idea, they might pick it. And like you'll, you'll get to come to a, an exclusive private event for press. Uh, this event was known as the Steam VR Showcase. Uh, and I won one of the like one of the five or ten people that won that contest. So I got to fly to Seattle. Uh, and actually, that was like really the first time I I spent in VR, and it was with the like kind of a pre production ACC Vive, and they had all the big devs there. And my first experience uh, was at that event, and it was a uh, hover junkers, and I got to talk to the stress level zero devs and everything during it, and, they, and I told them like my first time playing vr and they were just like really what, what do you think of our game as a first time and like it, it, yeah, it, was, it was it was that one and it was a uh, fun times back then it's cool to see now that they just had one of the biggest releases i've ever seen and especially in standalone vr so that must be crazy to look back and be like man that i talked to those guys when there was everybody was a nobody and now they're geez i think that they're sleeping in a bed made of money at least one of them <laughs> at least two of them you know I don't know about the whole team, but it looks like they did they did good on sale. So that's awesome. And I mean, at this point in in your involvement in VR, you know, you're working so much looking at code, talking with people. Do you still game a lot on your headset or is your gaming time kind of really become more work? I think uh, I will. I, 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 I don't I don't think I really play much uh, VR games these days. I think I spend most time in VR chat in general, which I, I, I get a, I get a kick out of that stuff um, because you know just just to just to end off of your chat. Um, um, once you find a group in VR chat and like, especially when you're a public figure, a lot of people want to invite you to what they're working on in VR chat. And I always feel like VR chat is just like a bustling community of like Omega nerds that are like always working on something amazing. Um, so yeah, I always get to see what people are working on. It's always like it always feels like the, the forefront of 
experimentation for VR. And that, that's why I always come back to VR chat more than a lot of these games that come out. So. It, it's so strange how it's, it's not what I would have expected going into VR before I ever bought a headset, but it's one of the biggest things that keep me putting it back on is that social VR element. It's like, I'm not a social dude outside of VR, but yeah. like we were just playing local dojo with a couple of our, our podcast listeners last night. And dude, it's just so much fun, yeah, much better experience. Yeah. <laughs> and VR chat is, it's, you know, it's a, it's a unique, it's a special place. There's everybody who loves VR chat loves VR chat. You know, it's, there's, it's full yeah, of diehard no gray area there. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something for everyone technically. So you just got to find your thing. And yeah, there's even a, a pretty popular stand up comedian named Brian Redband. He does a weekly show called Virtual Redband. Yeah, and he just, chat. he just goes to different VR chat worlds every week with his little Wendy's avatar and just goes raise his hell. <laughs> so that's, that's freaking awesome. I, I think VR chat also interests me because, uh, at least, at least the VR chat stuff I always see. Um, you know, th- there's the Quest 2, buy a Quest 2 and play Beat Saber all the time. I would say that's like one side of the spectrum. And people who live their life in VR chat are like the complete opposite. You know, like they buy seven trackers to put all over their body. They buy the face tracker, the eye tracker. They start plugging MIDI devices in to do like virtual, like it's just craziness. Like it's, it's just uh, th- th- that, mechanical that bowl in the middle of your room, room, you know? <laughs> yeah, it just, it's just, you put, yeah, you put like they start putting mixed reality anime avatars in your room so you can start seeing like <laughs> big boobed, half naked anime girls in your house and stuff walking <laughs> around. Like it's, I don't know, it's it's very it's crazy. It's, I don't know. So, what's your avatar look like? Is it a more realistic replication of you or do you have a uh, big old titties? I don't have big titties, but I, I am an anime girl in, in VR chat, as many, many people are. I'm, I'm probably on the very. Very non-revealing character. We'll <laughs> yes, I always love how uh, provocative some of the avatars are, to say the least. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, some people. Yeah, and just yeah. know when you're interacting with it, it probably is a Bradley Lynch on the other end. <laughs> it yeah, I mean it, it, it. There is like I mean this, you probably do a whole podcast talking to people about this, but like, um, like I I I. I choose the same avatar every time I go in. And most people who are full-time VR chatters, they, they do grow a connection with that choice of character that are just sometimes so bizarre and so wild. Um, complete opposite of the mindset of these avatars that you see on like meta or Pico platforms where they try to be like emoji versions of yourself. Like it's weird to see I'm still not sure what uh, everyday VR users prefer. Like, I know there's like the business. We've had this. You can't touch the VR chat stuff, but like, you know, just the everyday user. Yeah, we've had this conversation a bit and it's it's definitely there's two different routes. You have like the photo realistic, you know, realistic looking avatars that people try to model as accurately as themselves. And then you have the, you know, I'm going to be a green alien with horns or whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually think that the outlandish ones I feel like are better for people mentally because it's so not you. Whereas like, you know, the photorealistic ones, you had kind of referenced this one time Stratus about it, it getting like a little psychologically gray. I think that that only applies to you. You know, you'll probably only start using an uh, emoji person as your profile picture. If it looks like you, you know, the, 
the outlandish ones, you're pretty, it's pretty easy to mentally separate those two. Whereas like once you start getting photorealistic, it's a little bit more. I still gray. question the psychology of long-term, you know, pretending to be something that you're absolutely not more in more real time space than you're being your actual self. Mm -hmm. Like what effects that could actually have on an individual. So, I mean, I don't change my stance with that mm -hmm. and it, it just, it'd be curious. I mean, we're going to find out down the road mm -hmm. if there's any effect or better or worse or, but it is, I mean, conceptually it's like there are people who will spend probably more time in VR chat than they will not in mm -hmm. VR chat. So now you're spending more of your real world than a make-believe one. Yeah, does your real body start to feel like what an avatar? What happens psychologically 10 years yeah. down the road from 10 years of being in that, you know, I, I, I would personally think I would become so depressed when every time I took my headset off that I didn't have, you know, I'm not big Satan guy mm -hmm. with a unicorn horn and wings. See, I can see what you're saying too. And I, I feel like that the effects would be <clears throat> like the negative effects would be stronger with a 100% accurate representation of you because like, yeah, because you're like, well, that's me. But I, you know, just the cheekbones are a little pushed in and then it looks so similar to me versus like if it's a green dude, I feel like yeah, I don't know, your brain's always going to separate. Well, obviously, I'm never going to be green. I, I think there's all I love this. I love this, by the way, this conversation. It's very, uh, very good. Uh, another thing, another aspect I, I kind of like thinking about is like, well, I don't know which which side I lean on because I do see people who spend more time in VR chat than real life, and like to the point where they're even getting drunk all the time. <laughs> like they, you know, they, they have virtual bars, and then they is it drinking drink. alone if you're in VR? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, 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 there's definitely some people that um, misuse it, but I always like to look at how. Um, let's say one day we we do have the photorealistic route, and like even you can create homes that look just as real as real life and you can fill it with expensive microtransaction furniture that look way better than anything you can afford in your real home. Will that make people more depressed about their real life situation when they take off the headset more than like, we're not even talking about bodies at this point. We're talking about your environment that you spend actual money on. You know, like mm -hmm. I worry about that stuff a little bit too. It it's interesting because, you know, we can sit and debate about it. And I think everybody's hypothesis, it's a hypothesis. It's, you know, we're going to see how it plays out yeah, in real time. Nobody's opinion is, is more fact. important than the next at this point. Yeah, it's, it's the only the way we're going to find out is. I do find it weird, though, that given the opportunity, more people go for the biggest boobs they can get <laughs> for the money. Give me a fat old ass, you know. You know, so it's just that's what had gotten me thinking in the long term. Mm -hmm. I think. uh not to speak for you, I think you lean a little bit more towards preference of looking like you, correct? If I had a choice, I yeah. would, if, if you You're, gave me a choice of avatars of, I, we can scan you and it'll be you versus not, I would take the me. Yeah, I say it all the time. Your meta avatar makes me chuckle. I love him. Yeah. He has the most elegant looking guy ever. He belongs in a public He's library smooth. with a nice fireplace. <laughs> He's wearing a nice suit. Yeah. Probably a nice long wooden pipe too. He just looks so like, Fancy, but that's the best I can get. Yeah. You know, if I could get a full body scan, I wouldn't. I have no shame with you know who I am mm -hmm. and I guess what I look like. But you know, if I'm going into a world where the conceptually the idea is to not be you, then mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't choose to be the only guy walking around, you know, <laughs> wearing a suit or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. It's, so it's it's interesting. I'm, I, you know, and like you had mentioned with people buying you know microtransactions of sneakers that they that probably carries farther 
then the avatar if you ask me too we're like, just going to add to the overall effect yeah again the depression level and we're not talking the masses but there's no. going to be some that no doubt i mean i even saw it watching the, the vr chat movie it was like wow there's some people that are i don't think they like what would happen if the power went out mm -hmm. for a month well you know let's be real too there are some people who are just batshit crazy there's been people since movies sure. have existed who can't mm -hmm. separate that an actor is not the character that they play and they'll mm -hmm. genuinely write hate mail about a scene that they did on a tv it's like that's not really them i think those same people who struggle with movies and tv shows and separating character from real are going to struggle a lot with the avatar situation because they're just fucking crazy well, again what happens yeah. when the, i mean take a cell phone from somebody today and see what happens it's like <laughs> it's like there's court cases of parents being told you can't do that because it's such a necessity and yeah. so i'm what's going to happen when vr power goes out through a move and even me i didn't have wi-fi for a couple days and i was like my smart tv doesn't work i lost my remote and i was like well i can i have an app on my phone i can use as a remote for the tv and i was like oh not connected to the wi-fi i can't doesn't bluetooth so even me who's i don't think i'm addicted like that or anything it's like oh geez you lose no, i think the we're all addicted more than you think yeah, yeah. if you can't you can't not have it in some capacity it's you're addicted yeah <laughs> I, I think that's why like the all of a sudden focus on mixed reality is going to be kind of interesting um just to go over like the the quick like you know people were shocked when i was releasing a cat image of what may be the quest three um and they clearly are focusing on that mixed reality element um It'll be interesting to see if, if if that really does catch on because I feel like the current VR community right now, they see the mixed reality stuff. They're like, I don't get it. Like, why are they investing stuff in that? But maybe there will be something beneficial from being able to ground even the VR stuff in a more reality view that people are not going to expect right away. So. No, fun fun next decade, I would yeah, say. It's going to be real interesting. A lot of experimentation too is obviously what's going on in the, the vr technology world so mm -hmm. the mixed up. reality i'm i'm on the fence with i'm actually a fan of the the mixed reality potential with the apps and conceptually stuff. excites me but execution is yeah yeah of oh, course like it's, everything it's gonna come down to that execution i think it's gonna be like hand tracking so like hand tracking came onto the devices and really like high expectations people are like this is gonna revolutionize but it's taken years for good apps but now we you know we're starting to get to that point I think the first couple, the first round of mixed reality apps are going to be nothing special, but I think it's going to lay the groundwork for some really cool stuff in a year. Oh, I got a great question for Bradley real quick. Yes, because I mean, you can even say you don't know and I'll respect that, but do you have any info on Grand Theft Auto <laughs> actually coming to Quest 2? We're, we're going crazy over here about it. I've been trying. Sorry, to, I, the lack of information is driving me nuts. Yeah, I, I don't really follow the software leaks. No, I mm -hmm. figured it was just worth the shot. Yeah, he's he's it's like desperate. <laughs> he's shooting from the hip here. He wants yep. his uh just one in. You could lie to me. I'll, I'll respect. Yeah, that. hey, it's you know scanned, whatever. You know, the one thing I always think about is like again, this is just speculation, but like uh, I wonder if they're I wonder if they they ran into a hitch with the XR two Gen one and like processing a whole open world environment and like. Maybe they're waiting for the Gen 2 chip to really... I could. I loaded into Thief Simulator. We both did. When we when we started driving around in Thief Simulator on the Quest, we are like, uh-oh. GTA is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And that's and, with minimal scenery going on. And, and they didn't tell us how far, like, did they just close on the deal that the game was going to be made and then they announced it? Was it already being made a little bit? And then they, like, how far into this process were we when you announced? I think that they might have announced it when the pen, when the ink on the, the papers dried, you know, before anything was actually being done. They clearly did that for the Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah, project. which is no moss, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately with, you know, Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, and GTA are three big franchises. And to, it, to have none, all of them be announced and none of them actually come would be, that'd be a kick well, in the groin. Again, I mean, nobody's talking. So, mm-hmm. Which, hey, we've that, seen. That scares me a little. We've seen plenty with metagames when, like, it comes time for a release date. It's probably two weeks away, so it could be that strategy too. But it seems like everybody's going. I don't know. <laughs> I like the chip answer though. That yeah. seems mechanically I, to make the most sense. To be honest with you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came on the Quest Three. You know, and they're like, "Hey, you know, sorry, we'll shit see. happens. Whatever, yeah. just forget. You know, kind of move on. You know." <laughs> yeah, but uh, me. you know, hey, it's we, we're we've passed the hour mark. You know, I'm always. I understand people are busy people you're making your own videos you're doing your deep dives you're up till you know 3 a.m on china time talking to supply chain analysts whatever um you know before we let you go is there anything that you wanted to say uh maybe let our listeners know how they can find your youtube your twitter all that fun stuff um bradsmells.com that's that's a serious yeah that's a serious thing yes that is that that is your website bradsmells.com it is yeah yep um no i mean it's I, I, I love talking about this stuff. Um, sorry if you're a new viewer and you go on my channel and you see most of my videos are 30 minutes plus. I'm sorry <laughs> if it's overwhelming, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Hey, at, at least if they're coming from us, they're, they're used they're to us used talking. They're used to the hour plus. Oh, yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll spend a whole... Like 30 minutes? Oh, I can watch a few of these. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a whole one-hour <laughs> podcast review on just a game, you know? <laughs> We drop a 30 minute episode, people be like, oh, I, you know, I didn't get to finish it before I got to work. You know, I mean, I finished it before I got to work. You know, I was expecting longer. So I think that uh, the people we send over, they'll they'll be excited for 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes get people that are disappointed when I don't do long videos <laughs> because they're like every morning I'm stuck one hour in rush hour and you <laughs> always have something for me. So please keep them long. Yeah. <laughs> so 20 minutes ain't going to cut it. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. So. Now you know, we'll have to get Bradley back on down the road. Yeah. And because be- it's obvious. Well, A, I know he's just going to get busier and busier because the, the world of VR is getting mm-hmm. busier and busier. <laughs> but there'll definitely be more to say and more to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that this Valve Deckard's going anywhere negative. So I think that there's only going to be more <laughs> to talk about. I know, uh, didn't they just have a job listing get posted a couple months ago that got pulled? So this is how this guy looks at stuff. It's all the minor stuff. So. That's awesome. And uh, before we let him go, Stratus, did you have anything else you want to ask? No, I got I got what I need to know. I just <laughs> got a whole new respect for what, what goes I'll into say it. legit leaker does versus what, you know, a thief leaker. Yeah. And I'll say full transparency a year ago. I might not have talked about your leaks as much on the podcast, but now I see you say this. This is coming out for this no, headset. You, you um, That's well, getting I'll talk about it. Fuck. The credibility is definitely there. Yep. So I, th- I mean, I, I, I totally agree, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. myself. So, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'd even say that applies to us. Some we say a game's good today. It probably means more than when we first started too. So that's how it goes with everything. So yeah. Bradley, thank you again for joining us. You know, again, that sadly it's Bradley on YouTube and such or <laughs> bradsmells.com. Uh, great little handles. And hopefully this isn't the last time we talk with you here. 
Oh no, I I had a lot of fun. I I think, yeah, definitely have me on again. I would I would love to talk more. We I feel like we got into some very deep stuff that we could have. Oh yeah, we can go further into that. Oh yeah, we could have we. We'll we, do, we we've skimmed a, the waters, you know. We'll do a group episode on that one. Yeah, I, I don't because we all have our own opinions, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be good if we know the topic ahead of time too. We can all come in with some little, little thinking yeah. points too. It'll Although be good. Bradley's going to do some deep research. Yeah, so. maybe we don't do <laughs> <Doomed>. that. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode, and uh, check you guys out soon.